0: Hey, this is Mr. Anderson. Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls.
1: Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN,
0: WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Let's see, what else? I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man, Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back
1: and stay mage. You're listening
0: to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz.
1: This is the voice of the New World Order, NWO, and Neoproject Secrets of WCW Nitro. New two out of three falls here on the Cruise Control Podcast. I am Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R E N D Y, the letter J C R U Z. We're taping this on Thursday, June 14th, 2018. In 18 I'm joined by Mr. Mark Raimondi from MMAFighting.com. He's on Twitter at Mark Mark, my man, how you doing? What's up, Sup, What's up, Mark? I uh, haven't heard from you in a week. You were out about in Chicago for UFC 225. Uh, we're going to get into that in a, in, a, in a second. Our other guy... Um, Graham Matthews will join us in, in a in a little while, so it'll just be me and Mark for now. Um, first of all, how was your trip to Chicago for UFC two two five, my man?
2: It was good. I hadn't I hadn't been to Chicago in a bit. It was good to uh, to get back there. I like that city quite a bit. It's much better in in June than it is in say January when the UFC used to do shows there. So I was I was happy about that. And it was it was a it was a really good card. It was it was uh, United Center was was just about sold out. It was a good card. It was it was in a uh, you know there was there was some buzz the, the week leading into the into the fight. There was some weird stuff that happened, which is pretty typical of the UFC these days. But all in all, it was it was good to uh, to check that out.
1: In a quick sidebar, um, you're in LA right now. Um,
2: true story. Yes. True
1: story. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask you this. It's not wrestling related. Um, I just want to know, have you heard any vibe? Like, What's the vibe out there that the fact that, you know, we keep hearing where's LeBron going to go play next year and the one team that we constantly keep hearing about is all the L.A. Lakers. Have, have you heard like what's the buzz going on with the vibe? Are people really expecting LeBron to come to L.A.? i
2: definitely, I definitely felt some things and heard some things locally about that. There's there's a little bit of buzz about it. Uh, I I mean, I don't know if it's just buzz or if there's actual real legitimate hope that it could happen. I think there I think that there's a little bit of that too. But uh, you know how it goes. I mean, the, I think people are kind of like waiting to see and, and they're not quite sure you know what the, what the hell is going to happen. Uh, my my uh, my good friend and, and coworker. Casey, who's our who's our videographer at MMA fighting, mm-hmm. is a big Houston, is a big Houston Rockets fan. He went mm-hmm. to college in Houston, and he is uh, he's definitely beating the drum for for LeBron to to go down there for the Rockets. But yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, it's 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 a curiosity. It's very it's very interesting.
1: Oh, very. You, you know me, man. Here in New York, I, I would love for him to be in New York. Nick, I think that's a far fetch. Um, possibility <laughs> but you yes. never know um, i think is i think it's really down to cleveland la you know philly can be in the mix i'm just hoping new york can be in the mix somehow some way would i be shocked if he stayed in cleveland no would yeah, i be, me either. would i be, also houston in the mix but what i think i would be more shocked if he went to the western conference so again That conference is always deep, always competitive, and um, you know if you can't beat the Warriors in the finals, there's no guarantee you're gonna beat them in in round one, round two. So, um, yeah, I I just I just wanted to ask you because every every morning talk show is L.A., Houston, Philly, LeBron. Where's he gonna go? Or what's the best fit for his family? We hear. His kids are going to a new school in L.A., so people think, oh, there it is, confirmed. LeBron's going to L.A., but um, I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens with with him this summer and the Lakers, but if he does go, I'm pretty sure you're going to try somehow, some way to get in Staples to kind of cover this team, somehow, some way, right?
2: (laughs) Possibly so. Maybe I can call (laughs) my my pals over at, the new york post my my former stomping grounds and see if they need someone to freelance maybe i can get out some uh, some games and and talk to lebron I, I did i did some nba for the post uh and for Newsday. right back back in the day i did you know some some freelancing for them and uh it's oh it's fun i i always i always enjoy those games i did i've done uh I've done a few. I haven't done a whole lot of stuff for the post since I've been out here, but I've done a couple of things, a couple of freelance things. Mm-hmm. Mostly, though, I'm just kind of swamped with uh, with MMA stuff because there's just never a dull moment in the UFC. Right.
1: Well, speaking of UFC, let's backtrack to that UFC 225 was uh, last weekend in Chicago. You were there. Uh, the main fight that everybody wanted to see, or you know, for me, was uh, CM Punk against Mike Jackson. Both. Um, this was their the the both their second fight in the in the uh, the UFC and um, CM Punk fought <laughs> he fought <laughs> uh, did not look good he lost so he's 0-2 um, and it, it it was the con- it was it was how he lost Mark that it, it looked like after maybe round one he was tired he was gassed he was out of out of energy um, at some point it looked like he couldn't. Get it balanced with his legs. That he 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 he, uh, he wanted to keep trying to get Mike Jackson um down on the floor. It was very awkward, awkward fight. Um, he even left the the post he left the post game interview area from the octagon and um again you were there man. So tell me about the buzz going into the fight. Um, how did he look? How did he feel? Did he feel confident? Like you know what I, I could get this one? Um, his first fight was I think. Two three years ago, something like that. So people have been waiting two for, years. Uh, yeah, two years. So, um, a lot of fans have been waiting for him to to fight again. It's in Chicago, his hometown. But um, he did go out losing. So what was the vibe going into the fight, and what was the vibe after the fight when he lost?
2: Well, he he definitely got a great reaction when he came out in oh, Chicago, yeah, and there were there were yeah. I mean, uh, he got. <laughs> Uh, a big pop when he came out to his his uh, old wrestling music, of course, called the Personality. Mm-hmm. The fans were were really behind him during the fight, and I didn't know for sure how that would go. I thought I thought he would get a big pop, but I didn't. I didn't know for certain because a lot of a lot of MMA fans are have been have been resistant to this to this experiment. They don't like the idea of a guy from pro wrestling coming in and taking a main card spot on a pay per view from. Another fighter, uh, and and you know I, I get that. I feel like uh, pro wrestling fans would have, have had a similar reaction to some things that Ronda Rousey has done, and Ronda Rousey is, has already proven herself to be a better wrestler than uh, CM Punk is a fighter. Oh, so yeah. it, it's it's. Uh, I mean, just just keeping it real. Uh, so, but I but I was I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, uh, again, I, I thought there would be a good reaction, but it was actually better than I thought. And even when he was down in the fight, and it wasn't a good fight—I mean, you, you saw it. it wasn't a good fight. He didn't look all that great. But even in the, thir- the third round, when he was kind of—you know—he was kind of getting his his, uh, his lunch eaten, they were still going for him. They were still cheering really hard for CM Punk. Mm-hmm. There was still CM Punk chants in the building. So I think that that is a positive. Also, I th- I think that he certainly helped the UFC sell out. I mean. I don't know if it was a full sellout, but it was pretty darn close, but they did a really good gate number, and I think he was part of that. I think uh, people wanted to come see him. I think there were probably a lot of wrestling fans in attendance.
1: Yeah, listen, I I was home. I was watching the fight, and I said, I got to see CM Punk fight, and by the time I got home, uh, I read somewhere, oh, CM Punk is fighting next. I'm like, oh, great. I'll I'll, I'll go check it out, and it looked pretty good the first round, and he he was – Punching and kicking, and a lot different than his first fight with um uh, with Gaul back in 20, mm-hmm. 2016. But um yeah, man, the, the the guy looked tired, looked very thin. I guess a, a weird look for him. Um, but my thing is now, like you're owing 2 I think Dana White has said something like, you know, this could be Punk's last fight or something like that to to that degree. So the future for CM Punk. In the UFC, in wrestling, period, um, is it more likely he fights again in the UFC or goes to wrestle somewhere else?
2: Yeah, I, I don't think he'll fight again in the UFC. Look, I mean, the he's thirty nine years old, so when he when he started, he was around like thirty like thirty five, thirty six. So it was going to be an uphill battle no matter what. On top of that, CM Punk it was a, it was a great wrestler. Uh, he was great on the mic. I mean, he was he was tremendous. He was one of the top stars in WWE. Uh, but he was never like an amazing athlete. You know what I mean? He wasn't like a like a like a super athlete, like someone like AJ Styles who can do all these flips off the top rope and um, just a smooth uh, you know wrestler like like an AJ Styles, someone like that. He was never he was never that guy. Uh, he was. He was always. He was. He always kind of got by in his smarts and his toughness and and uh, his psychology and his mic skills and his charisma. All those things were off the charts. But he was never like a great athlete. You know, he never. He was never a guy who jumped the jumped the highest and uh, or, or ran the fastest or, or was the strongest guy. So that kind of thing. It, it's an easier transition if you're that level of an athlete. Um, and that's why you saw Ronda Rousey do so well in wrestling because she was a great athlete in MMA and now and 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 that trait, she can learn quickly as an athlete in in pro wrestling. So there was it was always going to be an uphill battle for him in the UFC. I think that the one thing that I took away from the fight with Mike Jackson is that certainly he was outclassed in in fighting skills and athleticism, but he didn't look for a way out. He he could have very easily looked for a way out, Randy. There were yeah. moments in that fight, you know, he was getting he was getting smashed. And there were moments where you know what he could have just turtled up, taken a few more punches, and the and the referee would have called the fight off. He didn't do that. He he kept fighting until the end, and that's respectable, to be honest with you. Because getting in the cage and fighting, not just not just fighting another man in, in a cage in your underwear, but doing that in front of uh, you know a few a few uh, tens of thousands of people in in Chicago you know, hundreds of thousands of people watching at home that takes, that takes a set of, of, of cojones. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, so all, all, all respect for him. I don't know what is, what is going to be next for him. I think that if, if the UFC lets him go there, I mean, of course there will be MMA promotions who will want to book him fights. Of course he's still, he's still a, a draw. He's still someone that is different than the ordinary. He's, he's still someone who can sell fights uh, but based on who he is and also if he chooses to with his mouth. So I can see Bellator possibly picking him up if if they're interested, I, I can still see CM Punk doing a big rating on, on cable because Bellator has their fights on Paramount Network. I don't see why not. Uh, and if if he doesn't want to do that and and it seems like he still does want to fight everything everything that he said leading up into the fight he said win or lose he still wanted to fight this is kind of his journey now uh but if that right. changes and and i know that maybe the win, winning the trial last week against the ufc doctor chris Amon, i'm sorry the wwe doctor chris Amon. i think maybe that uh you know winning that maybe exercised some of his demons i guess or or some of the things that that had turned him against pro wrestling and and if if he chooses to go back there I think they'll, he'll he'll always he'll always have a home, or he could he can go to New Japan, or he can go you know he can he can do all in and 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 uh, and wrestle there. They'll they'll take him in a second, I'm sure. Can they afford him? I don't know. I mean, he's still getting he's he's getting very he's getting paid very well to fight. Of course, he's not getting paid a small fee. He's getting paid. He's probably going to clear six figures when it's when it's all over to to, to fight in the UFC uh, per fight. So uh, he's he has options. Maybe he doesn't have the kind of options that he wanted maybe I'm sure he would have liked to have won and then maybe the UFC brings it back for another fight but the man still has many more options than the vast amount of fighters in the world and and more than the amount of wrestlers in the world because he's already proven himself in in that space and he can still be a draw in in, in fighting so I, you know he, even though he lost the fight I I still think that he's got a lot of things to to look forward to in, in whatever he wants to do, and and the world. I mean, he's he's writing comics for Marvel. You know, yeah. he's do, he's doing a lot of other cool stuff too. So look, the guy, the guy still has it made. So I, I think I think he's going to be all right.
1: <laughs> Was there at any point during the fight that you kind of just sat back and said, you know what, I, I kind of feel sorry for Punk?
2: Never, never felt sorry for him, but. There were times in the fight, like in the second round, when Mike Jackson was kind of on top and, and just hitting him whenever he wanted to. That I wish the fight would have been stopped because there's just there's no reason to there's no reason to, to let a guy get hurt when he's really defenseless mostly. But never, I've never felt sorry for him. And, and and the reason why, man, is because this is this was his choice. This is what he wanted to do. I'm sure that he knew this was always a possibility. I'm um, you know I, he's a smart guy. He and he knows. He's he's a student of MMA, right? I mean, he knows he, he's like uh, I mean, he knows a lot about MMA. He knows a lot about the UFC. He knows a lot about fighting. So I'm sure that he's self aware enough to see in the training room that he's not at the level of a lot of, a lot of these other fighters. So I, I'm sure he knows exactly what happened, and I'm sure he's self aware and and uh, and he went in there anyway, and he and he took he took his ass whooping. He got bloodied up, you know. His his, fa- mm-hmm. his face got you know his face was a, was a hot mess after and he went to the hospital that cleared and and now he's and yeah, now he's probably home and uh, you know with with uh, his lovely wife April and and their dog Larry and I'm sure I'm sure he's <laughs> I'm sure he's doing I'm sure he's doing fine I'm sure I'm sure he you know he wanted the experience that was the most important thing uh-huh. he wanted to see if he could do it he did it was he successful no but he still did it
1: now if that wasn't bad enough you know after the fight and then you, if you look on social media UFC fans, wrestling fans are like, hey, uh, you know, you know, Ronda Rousey is a better wrestler than CM Punk is a better uh, UFC fighter. Then you start getting those, and um, then, then then the whole thing with CM Punk and Corey Graves out the blue, and I'm like, hey, now it's like, all right, he's owing two, not doing well, and then everybody wants to pile pile on him and and and, and shit on him. Fans, Corey Graves. I'm like, uh, what kind of surprised you the most? The fans saying that Ronda's a better wrestler than Punk is a fighter, or CM Punk, uh, not Punk, Corey Graves just airing out some grievances that he that he had with Punk over the last couple of years.
2: Well, it's it seems like it seems like CM Punk has kind of cut off that part of his life, which was like his life for two decades. So it's 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 rub, it's rubbed people the wrong way. So it's, it's you know, it's uh, and, and I get I get I get it from both sides. We were kind of talking offline uh, about this. And sometimes when you're done with a certain part of your life, you kind of want to and, and even though there are people who are your friends and they were legitimately your friends and, and you love them and they loved you. Sometimes you got to cut people off. You know, it's just it's just how it goes because either either the remembering that part of your life is too hard, or, or everyone has their own personal reasons. So I think that's what that whole Corey Graves thing was about. He he's he's upset. You know, he lo- he lost his friend over what he feels like is a silly thing because he, of where he's employed. And I'm sure CM Punk will have his own reasons for this kind of thing. It's unfortunate because you know both of them are both of them are, are good guys. You know, if ask most people. They're they're both good guys, you know. They they both they had a great relationship before, and, and and they've kind of and, and CM Punk has kind of cut that part of his life off. Will that ever change? Uh, you know, will he ever go back and, and be be in wrestling again? Probably not anytime soon. Uh, so it's just unfortunate that that you know, it's unfortunate that it, it kind of got public like that. And, and Corey Graves felt like he had to to start tweeting about it. It went after CM Punk loses. That's that sucks. I mean, I'm sure that he's tried his best. Uh, in in private and in text and in calls to to try to hang out with Punk again and and and, and you know be there for him and what have you. Um, I, I'm not doubting that at all. I don't think he just went right to Twitter to do this, but it just felt like eh, I mean the guy just got his, his butt whooped on you mm-hmm. know uh, in front of a few hundred thousand people, right. and then you're gonna you know tweet about this. It just kind of I mean if he maybe if Corey Graves did this like today, it would have been it wouldn't have been as bad. But it's like. Mm-hmm. It's, it it kind of stinks. I mean, I feel for Corey Graves, too, because, you know, you, no one wants to lose their friend, someone who they were very close to that sucks. And he believes it was for a bad reason. So it's just a it's a, it was a very personal thing that became very public.
1: Yeah, I, I just felt that the the timing was bad. Uh, it, you know, did it have to be on social media? No, you could have texted Punk. You could have called them and, and spoke about it uh, offline. But I guess at that point, that's when you get fans Looking at Corey like, are you doing this because this is how you really feel or you want the attention five minutes after the fight? And, um, you know, I guess he said, you know, it's all love with him and CM Punk. I know they'll catch up down the road, but no hard feelings. But I guess at that particular time, Corey said, you know what, this is probably the great time for me to, to kind of air out what I've been feeling. But, uh, you know, someone like me was like, hey, you know, you know why why now? But, um Again, overall, not a not a great fight, not a great night for CM Punk. So, when it comes to All In, New Japan, WWE, wrestling world in general, where do you rank where CM Punk is highly likely to end up next?
2: I don't think if, if he does go back to wrestling in the in the near future, I think. I don't I don't think WWE is is in the cards. I, I think that I think it's just too there's too many hard feelings and that's too fresh for him right now. So I would say I mean I know that he I know that he is friends with the Young Bucks. And I believe he's friends with Cody. So and also All In is in Chicago. It's in his hometown. And I mean I I just I just don't know so so uh, before the fight he did a bunch of interviews obviously and he said he told Ariel Hawani my, my colleague well my he, he will be my colleague for another few hours before he goes to ESPN at midnight uh, Eastern tonight but uh, he he said that he no one has actually offered him anything in pro wrestling so he can't really say no to anything that that hasn't been offered, right? If you you don't if you don't have an offer, you can't really say no. So no, he said no one has offered him. So that always, you know, you say something like that. What does that mean to you, Randy? It means well, maybe someone should try offering him to see what he says. Right. But then he said like the ne- he said the next day a few times. Oh, you know, I'm never. That's it. I'm done with wrestling. I'm ne- I'm never going back. So I don't know. I mean, I think I think he probably won't for a, for a while. And then when he when he if he does ever decide to go back, I don't. I really don't know. It could really be anywhere that you know this could be in three years, and and the whole landscape could have changed. Uh, obviously WWE is not going anywhere. It's going to be the top dog, but who knows? I mean New Japan could be bigger than it is now. It could it could be uh, smaller than it is now. I mean no, I mean TNA. I mean Impact could be bigger. Who, I mean ROH could be bigger or smaller. Whatever. We have no idea in three years where, where any of this is going. But yeah, the the whole all in thing is. It's interesting because it's in Chicago. It's, it's uh, CM Punk's friends with the Bucks. He's friends with Cody. There was that rumor that he was backstage during that press conference they had to, to kind of announce All In in Chicago. He is doing a signing that week at Pro Wrestling Tees in Chicago. So he's kind of on the periphery of their promotional week. So there, there are some things that could make you say, "Oh well, could he? Could he be there? Could he not? Uh, he probably won't be." But personally, man, I, I think that if they were, if if someone was able to put together, whether it's New Japan, whether it's whether it's you know the Bucks and Cody, it would probably need to be some kind of like a combination of all these places to get the money together. But if they were to do Kenny Omega versus CM Punk, that is a match that could. Possibly, I mean, come close to selling out big arenas in the United States. That could be a that could be a Tokyo Dome type, you know, match in, in Japan headliner. Uh-huh. You know, it, it could it could, it could do very well. I mean, anywhere really in the world, especially the U.S. and Japan. Omega versus CM Punk. And funny enough, Randy, I in 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 the media scrum at the open workouts before UFC 225 in Chicago. Of course, CM Punk got a lot of questions about wrestling. And one of the things he said was he doesn't like where re- the way wrestling is presented now. It basically, he was saying there was too much, too much glitz and glamour, and he preferred kind of like a more streamlined setup. He doesn't like all the camera angles and all the lights and the pyro and the titantron, yada, yada, yada. So I asked him, well, what about like non-WWE things? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, New Japan is not nearly as like glitz. I mean, they ha- sometimes, but you know the Titan Tron and that whole thing. There isn't as much of, of that stuff in New Japan. And he said, he said, no, he, he feels the same way about uh non WWE stuff too. But the one thing that he did say, Randy is he did mention, he's like, well, I guess I've heard, you know, from what I've heard, Kenny Omega is the guy right now. You know, he's, he's the hot guy in, in, in wrestling outside WWE. Right. And it's just, it's just funny. It's just funny. CM Punk does not have to say the name, say the words, Kenny Omega, Right. He doesn't have to do that. This is, this is a very, this is a very smart man, right? This is a very smart businessman, a very smart promo, a very smart, you know, uh, guy when it comes to the business of wrestling. Is it a coincidence that he just, for no, really for no reason, says the name Kenny Omega? I mean, I don't think anything is is not for a reason, especially when wrestling is involved.
1: Nah, I mean, I, I think it's very coincidental. I think also if you look into it, that it could be a. A, a, a highly coincidental moment where his his UFC career can end in the same city that his wrestling career can be resurrected. Cause you said All In is in Chicago, right?
2: It is. Yes, September first.
1: And UFC two two five was in Chicago, so that'd be kind of like, hey, I, I take I take a L in the UFC, but I come back to Chicago with. All In and Cody Rose and Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. I mean, I think it will be very fascinating, a great story. Would I want CM Punk back in wrestling? Sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm selfish like that. Um, he mentioned Kenny Omega. I got to ask you, in general, if CM Punk was to come back to wrestling, what are some other you know like we like we we, we spoke before about if Daniel Bryan came back? Oh, Daniel Bryan and Finn Balor, Daniel Bryan against uh, this guy against this guy AJ Styles. Now CM Punk is the the the, the man that question where if he comes back, who are some of the guys out there that could be potential dream matches aside from Kenny Omega?
2: There there are a lot of names. I mean. If we're talking about non WWE stuff, there's there's a whole lot of guys in in New Japan that I'd love to see him uh, face. I mean Okada, Tanahashi, guys like that. He did he didn't wrestle a whole lot in Japan. He did a little bit when he was coming up. He did a, he did a couple tours in Japan as, as a younger guy, like when he was like I think even before Ring of Honor. So there's still there's a lot of fresh matchups there. Uh, in WWE, I mean all all the big names uh, he. The thing is, is he's wrestled a lot of these guys. I mean, him and Samoa Joe have uh, wrestled umpteen times in Ring of Honor. Doesn't mean I don't want to see that again because their matches were, were phenomenal. But I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura—that uh, would be that would be a guy that I would love to see him uh, face. That would be that would be amazing. Um, he's already he's already he's already faced AJ Styles uh, a number of times, of course, in Ring of Honor. But I mean, what am I? I'm not going to turn that match down, of course. Uh, so I mean I think in WWE I would say the number one guy would probably be Shinsuke Nakamura as a fresh matchup overall, you know probably uh, probably Kenny Omega would be would be the number one just because I feel like CM Punk represents like the anti-establishment sometimes too, and the Bullet Club is kind of this anti-establishment uh, stable, uh, and, and Kenny Omega is the leader of that stable, and I think I think that would be. Really interesting. I mean, hey look, if Chris Jericho can go and, and have you know a great ma- a five star match with Kenny Omega at the Tokyo Dome, what can CM Punk do with Kenny Omega? You know, I mean, I, I can't imagine how good that uh, you know a much a much younger CM Punk. Of course, he's about he's almost ten years younger than Jericho, so that that could be a, that could be a fantastic match.
1: So you don't want to see Punk against Roman Reigns?
2: <laughs> but I mean, we've we've already kind of we've seen we've seen that, right? I mean, we've seen Punk against. Have we? Uh, I mean, he's a, has he has he not had a singles match against Roman Reigns? I'm willing to bet that he ha- that he has. To my I'll, knowledge, I'll look, I'll look that not. up. But I mean, he's obviously faced Cena. Those matches were really those matches yeah, yeah, were great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he's faced a lot of the like the big stars and Seth Rollins too. I mean, I would imagine. Cause
1: everybody loves Seth right now. All the burn it down. Oh yeah,
2: Seth is Seth is doing great. Seth, yeah. uh, but I mean, we've we've seen we've seen these matches before. Now, now, granted, I mean, do do I think that those guys have gotten better in the last you know four years since CM Punk has been around? Yeah, of course, mm. of course. Looks like looks like uh, it was a long time ago, but Roman Reigns uh, beat CM Punk on Raw um on june 1st 2014 wow so that that was i mean obviously look that was not a big we haven't seen a big time like program with them too cm punk did do a lot of stuff with the shield though in 20 in 2014 don't forget tell
1: me tell me tell me tell me you you, you said cm punk and roman reigns fought on raw when on raw in 20
2: uh in 2014
1: you said june 1st 2014
2: Something like that, yeah. I think I, I lost it now, but that maybe I could be wrong. Yeah, because no. That, uh, yeah, Janu- wrong. Uh, January, January sixth, four of uh, twenty fourteen. Yeah, January sixth. Yeah, I got, the, he, I got yeah. the month and the, and the day. Uh, I've mixed up. Yeah, because he,
1: he, he had left already. He was
2: already gone. Yeah, and it looks like he faced uh, Rollins on December thirtieth, twenty thirteen. He was. Don't forget, he was uh, right before he left. He was in a program with the Shields. Oh, that's so. Right. Uh, but I mean, certainly, of course, now those guys are better. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins is, at, is is at a really high level. Although I, I'm, I want to say he, mm, no, nah, he maybe didn't. I don't think he interacted with Seth Rollins at all when, when Rollins was in ROH because I think Punk was already in WWE when Rollins was in ROH. But uh, Rollins and Kenny Omega actually had, I think, matches. I believe mm-hmm. in uh, in Ring of Honor uh, back in like the early early like 2010s, or maybe even in the late like aughts. Right. But, yeah, I mean, look, there's there's no sh- there's no shortage of, of good matches for CM Punk the way there's really no shortage. Of, there was no shortage of good matches with Daniel Bryan. Still, still waiting to see a lot of those matches with Daniel Bryan.
1: And, I mean, you know, not to insult to injury, but now CM Punk's uh, title reign record is, is no longer depending on who you ask. Brock Lesnar is now the longest reigning world champion in, um, in the company history. Uh, four hundred thirty whatever days now holding the the universal title. Um, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out. You know, do they put that reign over what Punk did? Uh, just because just by the number, uh, even though CM Punk had way more title defenses than Brock Lesnar during that time frame. But are you still more like you? Are you more like I'm? I'm gonna recognize CM Punk's title reign. More than Brock's, or are people going to be quick to be like, "All right, Brock's the longest reigning champion of all time."
2: I don't know. I mean, it, it is a different belt technically, so I guess yeah. I guess you can say that CM Punk is still the longest reigning WWE champion, and you know the WWE heavyweight champion, whatever, and uh, and Lesnar is the longest reigning Universal champion. So it's, it is a different belt, I guess. Uh, CM Punk's belt has a longer lineage than the Universal title, of course. So. I mean, I, it really—that's one of those things that uh, the the w, WWE will use that liberally, right? They're not gonna—they're not gonna—they're uh, not going be that specific, and and they and they use things uh, like that when it benefits them. So, I, I mean, I think people will remember both reigns. I think uh, Lesnar's reign will be remembered, I guess, because he doesn't—I mean, he just doesn't—he didn't have as many ma- nearly as many matches, right? And uh in uh, cm punk but you know not not even close but the the real the real number is is okada 720 days as as champion oh, until until man. last weekend oh, man. in osaka oh, poor guy 720 man. days that's uh, a long time poor guy man i feel bad don't feel bad for <laughs> okada he's doing just fine
1: um I, I, I do di- I do not want to forget during the UFC 225 they announced that Ronda Rousey is going to be yes in the Hall of Fame. So, um, the, not saying that it shock you like she would never get in? Cause I knew she would get in, but the timing of it. Um, I, I I don't know how often they do these Hall of Fames, and like w- what's the time frame of how long you got to be, you know, the waiting period, retired, whatever it is. Um, I mean were you shocked that they are going to put her in now right away
2: a little bit a little bit surprised yeah like like you said i mean yeah she was she was gonna go in i mean there's no doubt i mean there's she's she's as deserving as anyone ever to go into the ufc hall of fame but it is it is a little bit weird with the timing because she's still very much like in the public eye and she's she's Still very active, doing you know, doing stuff with WWE. She's and she just kind of came back to the public eye. So it feels weird that they're not uh, that they're not they're doing it so quickly when she's very much a WWE person. Part of me wonders if if WWE had some if they're you know I mean Dana and Vince are, are texting buddies nowadays. So you know I, I wonder I wonder if that was part of the plan to help help them promote. Uh, what's weird, Randy, is that she's going to go into the Hall of Fame a few days uh, before the big uh, Madison Square Garden house show that she's doing. Right. So that's interesting. So that's that's a little bit of a, uh, a promotion for that big show at Madison Square Garden, right? That she's going into the UFC Hall of Fame. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not upset about it. I, 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 part of me wishes like MMA fans are are really. Uh, they're not. They're just not happy with Rousey right now. Like I, I wish that the UFC would give uh, fans a greater chance to miss her a little bit. Because I think I think in in you know three years or five years, I think fans will realize more what they had with Ronda Rousey, and they don't now. You know because she she lost. She had those two losses. She kind of. She kinda of was, was a ghost when you know when she was on the roster over the last few years and then she left and now that now she's in wrestling and a lot of MMA fans like actively loathe wrestling for some reason. So there's like there's there's still some hard feelings between MMA fans and Rousey and probably vice versa. So I, I wish that they had given that a little bit of time to breathe and, and make both sides kind of realize just to have that time to, to kind of appreciate each other again. I, th- I think it's a bit of, a bit of a misstep. Of course, she's going to go in, and she deserves to go in. But give it some time to breathe, man. Like let let yeah. let let everyone let everyone in MMA miss her, um, so she can be welcomed back with open arms. I mean that that that, would pro- that was probably the right choice.
1: Yeah, and I think she I think for the first time in a while, I think she did a, a pretty good job on a microphone on Raw on Monday, um, with that segment with Nia Jack talk about. You know, people thought I wasn't gonna be a Hall of Fame, but I'm in it. People thought I, I wasn't gonna be this, but I am in it and uh, she put the the armbar on Night Jax and I Mark, I, I'm not sure if you noticed it. Um when she put the arm bar on Night Jax and you know Night tapped out whatever. The fucking bell rang.
2: I didn't
1: notice that, did it? <laughs> it did. Like she tapped out, and then, oh, it's a Tapped <laughs> That's so weird. Ding, dang, dang, it dang, wasn't dang. a match. And I'm like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> like, did the timekeeper really think that was a match?
2: Very strange. I mean, very strange. It is
1: WWE, so I'm not even.
2: Done. Maybe it was a match. Does that mean Ronda Rousey's the Raw Women's Champion now? Uh,
1: maybe. She's walking into uh, Money in the Bank as "quote unquote" champion without the belt. So, I don't know, but I felt the segment was overall pretty good. Um, I think she's getting better on the microphone. That they should be doing more stuff like that. Um, so she's yeah. gonna
2: she's gonna get better. She's she's gonna be fine. What's real interesting is that usually the way that WWE books is like the person who gets over on the Raw before the big show uh-huh. doesn't go does not go over in in the big match at at the pay per view. So it's uh it's gonna be real uh-huh. interesting to see what they do in that match. I'm very curious. I'm, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Well, since we mentioned Money in the Bank,
1: let's get right to it. Graham Matthews, first of all, Bleacher Report. My man, how you doing?
0: What's going on, Randy? Happy to be back here on the show, of course.
1: Likewise, man. Welcome back. Um, as you it in, we spoke about CM Punk, UFC 225, um, the future of CM Punk going forward. Does he stay? In UFC, does you wrestle again? Um, and now we're getting to Money in the Bank, which is this Sunday, also NXT Chicago. So let's get right into it. Uh, matter of fact, gentlemen, you want me to start with NXT or Money in the Bank?
2: Well, I'd rather the, talk save takeover, the, but save, the, save, the be, save the best for last. Yeah, yeah like, let's let's get let's point. get through Money in the Bank, oh, let's um, take over, uh-huh. and then we'll and we'll finish no. with the best of them all, man. Dominion. Poor
1: gender enrollment. Um, all right, here we go. Money in the Bank this Sunday in Chicago. Uh, prediction time. Daniel Bryan, Big Cass. Uh, Graham, I'll start with you first.
0: Who gives a shit? No, in all seriousness, uh, Big Cass. Big Cass is going really? over because we're going to get a rematch at Extreme Rules, unfortunately. So, okay. Yeah, Big Cass wins this one.
1: And uh, Mark?
2: Yeah, I... I uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't even want to say it, but I, I agree with Graham.
1: Oh, Big cast all the way, huh?
2: Queen's in the house.
1: He will be. That's, <laughs> all right, you know what? I'll go with Big cast because seeing Daniel Bryan beat him makes no sense. Um. Anyway, keep it moving. Bludgeon Brothers, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, tag team title for SmackDown, which I think is on the pre-show now. So, uh, Mark, does it matter who you got?
2: Think the I think the club is going over here.
1: Really? Okay, Graham. I'm writing to start.
0: Bludgeon Brothers. I think Bludgeon Brothers, just because they'll be fed to. Uh, I think Anderson A-O-P. and Gallows are just being fed. To, yeah. Oh, no, no, uh, Sanity. Uh, I think they're being brought in to feud with uh, Bludgeon Brothers. Oh I mean, yeah. The whole, the, the whole tag team uh... seems up fucking mess. Yeah, they're on Raw. I don't know. I forget because uh, no, no, it's, it's such a mess right now. Apparently, Dave Meltzer said they had some sort of visa issue, which is why they haven't been on TV. I don't know why that's just being found out now. They haven't been on TV in like a fucking month and a half. But anyway, you know, yeah, I think uh, having
2: visa issues
0: that's what Dave Meltzer said on the uh, on, on his show last night, apparently. So I guess they got it or one of them did one was having visa issues. So apparently they got it worked out and they should be back on TV soon. So. And uh, apparently they were doing the tag team Money in the Bank, but they didn't uh, do it, which is why they didn't use Sanity yet. Right. I don't know; it's all fucking mess. But I do think Bludgeon Brothers are retaining now.
1: I would go with Bludgeon Brothers as well for, uh, for no for no reason. Just I just feel like they're gonna win. Uh, Bobby Lashley, Sammy Zayn, Graham,
0: Bobby Lashley. Hopefully, just to put a merciful end to this god awful feud.
1: Terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> this is awful. Oh, my God. Mark.
2: Uh, Yeah, Lashley. And, yes, please, mercifully end this.
1: Bobby Lashley. Um, I'm going to go with Sami Zayn just because I went with Bobby Lashley. Um, That program has been a little terrible. whole obstacle course, and you're not not really a a U.S. Army veteran stuff. Anyways, um, 10 matches on this card. Wow. Um, mm. Carmella, Oscar, SmackDown Women's Championship, Grant, uh, Mark. Oscar, I guess. Wow. You sound, you sound very excited for money to bank, Mark.
2: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I've been spoiled yeah. with, uh, with, yeah. with new Japan lately. And I've, uh, you know what my, 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 my WWE watching has, has kind of, uh, yeah. Gone down the tubes a bit.
1: You know what, Graham? Mark that does, Mark doesn't sound all in for Money to bank. Doesn't
2: sound all in the Bank. Oh, you
1: went there, Randy? You just went there. I know because when the last time somebody mentioned all in, your man was cheesy smiling on MMA.com. He's he cheesing. <laughs> like it's it, MMAfighting.com. MMAfighting.com.
2: Get it together. Get Jeez. it together.
1: Like like a ten year old kid with a new toy. Like ooh, all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Anyway,
1: Graham, um, Carmella, Oscar.
0: Uh, I think Oscar might win by, like, DQ. I don't think this is where they get the belt on Oscar. I think Carmella's going to retain for another month or so. So I think I think Carmella wins here. Uh, or at least she retains. I don't know if she'll win, per se. But I do think she holds on to the championship.
1: So, Mark, when you pick Asuka, it, it she wins the belt? Or did she, like, win, like, a DQ or some shit like that?
2: Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with Graham. I don't think Carmella loses the belt. It wouldn't make a lot of sense. But, I mean, then again, who, know, who knows? I mean, I... Carmella should have a little bit longer of a run, I suppose.
1: I have Carmella. We have next.
2: There may be a James Ellsworth signing, uh, signing, apparently. So uh, maybe that'll be the, the way oh, Carmella wins.
1: Oh, that'll be great. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what programming <laughs> is. Yeah, more James Ellsworth. <laughs> Can't wait. Fucking company. Can't wait. Um, Jesus Christ. Seth Rollins, Elias, Intercontinental Championship. Sounds like a good match. Probably one of the better matches on the card.
0: Graham, Seth, or Elias? Honestly, it does. I'm really looking forward to this match. I never thought if you if you told me a year ago, or let's go back two years, that an Elias match would be what I was looking forward to most from a WWE pay per view. I would have called you crazy. Um, but no, this should be good. I think Rollins hold on to the championship. Someone threw the idea in my head a couple days ago that they might do at Extreme Rules like a guitar on a pole match, which fucking scares me. But they probably will do that, so I assume. Rollins holds on to the gold here. He's been on a, a hot roll recently, a hot streak. So I would keep that championship on him for a little while longer at least.
1: Yeah, so he's been like on a burn it down roll basically.
0: A uh, burn it down roll exactly. Even though he's the architect, it makes no sense. But yep, that's yeah, that's the he, way it works. He's an architect. <laughs>
1: he's the Kingslayer. He's somebody else. He's like the one guy that has like nine nicknames for some reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, like Dean Ambrose. Russ is a lunatic, uh, lunatic fringe, but he's not crazy. I don't know. That's just how they do
2: things. It's yeah, all fucking marketing it, it, shit. It,
1: it, it's bullshit. Uh, Mark, Seth, Elias, Intercontinental title.
2: I hope Seth Rollins because he he has been the hottest guy on the roster right now, but I could see Elias winning because they will set. I mean, I don't think this is done by any stretch, so they do need to wait to, to advance it to extreme rules. So I could see Elias winning, but I—I I mean, guns in my head. I, I mean, probably Seth Rollins, and it should be Seth Rollins. It's
1: like I want to say Elias because, I, you know, when you you know, see read online like that potentially they, they want to have Rollins fight for the for the Universal title at Summerslam with Brock and or down the road, so they might get the strap the the Intercontinental title off of him sooner than later but I don't think it's this soon but I think eventually he will lose the belt so I think at money the bank I think Seth would win so we all have Seth across the board what else we have here Roman Reigns Jinder Mahal Graham I know you can't wait for it Roman Jinder
0: I'm already planning to go to the bathroom during this match. Uh, Roman Ginder again. Who gives a shit? Who who the hell could possibly care? With nothing in the line, the match won't be good. If anything, I'm looking forward to seeing how many times the crowd either chants CM Punk or Randy Savage or some other (laughs) stupid-ass chant because no one gives a shit about the actual match. Uh, Roman wins, LOL. I was going to say, maybe Roman wins to set the stage for Roman and Brock at SummerSlam, but now it's coming out Brock might not even be at SummerSlam now, so... Uh, Who the fuck knows? But I do think Roman goes over here now.
1: Uh, Mark, Roman or gender? I guess we lost Mark now.
2: That match is so bad that my Skype (laughs) crashed.
1: Oh, my God. Mark, what's going on? Your Skype is crashing.
2: Not sure what's happening, but... Let's move on.
1: Um, so you're going with uh, Roman, right? Okay, there we go.
2: Roman That's correct. All right, Roman
1: Reigns. Um, Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey, Women's uh, Raw Women's Championship. Mark,
2: who you got? Ronda Rousey goes over, really, and becomes the WWE Raw Women's Champion. Wow.
1: Okay. Um, what kind of finish you got? What kind of she gonna make a tap? Is a is, uh, uh, somebody comes down, gets uh, distracted? She wins like that, or how you think? How you think it plays out?
2: I think there will be some sort of hijinks, possibly with Natalia. Uh, I don't know exactly what will go down, but I I imagine that Rousey will end up the champion after, or or not. But I do think there, I do I do think there will be some kind of Rousey's not gonna lose. Put it that way, she's not gonna lose the match. So it, either. Uh, she wins. She goes over. She gets the belt, or there will be some kind of high drink leading into the next her next match.
1: So she walks out Chicago, Chicago with the belt. You're saying she'll,
2: she'll walk out with a win, probably the belt. But if, if she doesn't she doesn't uh, win the belt, then it'll be a DQ or a uh-huh. count out. There will be some sort of weird some weird stuff going down, probably with Natalia.
0: Probably uh, Graham, uh,
1: Ronda, Nia Jax.
0: Yeah, I don't think Rons is losing clean. I think that much is obvious. But um, whether she wins the belt, I, I just I would find it hard to believe that she just wins the belt and that's it. I mean, it's very possible that they want the championship on Rousey before she gets inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame in early July. Honestly, if I had to take a pick, I think Ronda's is going to win the belt. Um, but like Mark said, I tend to agree with Mark here where I think there could be a dirty finish. I feel like they'll do that with the other women's match, but that hasn't stopped them from doing it multiple times on the same show. This is WWE we're talking about here. Um, Just for the sake of being bold, I think Ronda will win the championship just because they want as much uh, publicity from the pay-per-view as possible. I
1: would go go with Ronda winning the belt. Uh, I think the Chicago crowd would love that because they just so Chicago. Um, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, last man standing for the WWE title. Graham, AJ, or Nakamura?
0: I want Nakamura. I mean, you can't go wrong with other guy, but I feel like Nakamura has to get his big win at some point. Otherwise, the whole heel turn and everything really with him as a main event star dating back to last year was all for nothing. Um, I think he's got to win here. If he doesn't, then that's pretty much it for his chances of becoming WWE champion. The feud's over. Um, so, yeah, I, I honestly, I do think AJ's going to win here. They have been priming Joe for that spot for a while Maybe Joe wins Money in the Bank, and they set up Joe as the next challenger going into the next pay-per-view. The next pay-per-view is Extreme Rules. So logically, Nakamura should win here and then set up one more match for the next pay-per-view. If they do a draw, I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done with this shit. Um, we should have been done by now by no, this point, not, but it's like
1: no, you're not done, Graham. No, you're uh, no, you,
0: you'll you watch all
1: SmackDown the following days. You're not done. You
0: know what I'm saying?
1: I'll, <laughs> I'll rewatch Dominion
0: later on instead. I'll rewatch Dominion anyway. Um, I, I think AJ's going to win. I would rather have AJ win, just put the feud to rest than another goddamn draw. And they can't be that stupid. Uh, I mean, I guess they could be, but I don't. I'm 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 hoping that they aren't. So uh, I'm going to say AJ retains here. All right, I'm gonna go with Nakamura.
1: Um, I think it's about time we have a new champion. Mark, I agree.
2: Have- yes, not, not. I think Nakamura, I mean, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I could see it going the way that Graham is, is laying it out. Uh, but I but I, I do agree. If, if Nakamura doesn't win now, I mean, what, what was, the, I mean, the, the whole point of a heel turn is kind of the refresh of the character. Giving someone like that edge to get them to the next level. And if they never get to that next level, then there really is no point. So I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's Nakamura here just for the sake of, of the story making some sense.
1: All right. Now we have the two Money in the Bank ladder matches. Women's match. Ember, Charlotte, Alexa, Becky, Natalia, Lana, Naomi, Sasha Banks. Mark, who goes over?
2: Yeah, this is tough. I, I really, I probably, I would say probably Natalia, right? Because oh, it, I, I think it will relate directly to the Rousey uh, situation. It's pretty clear they're going to go in some direction with Rousey and Natalia, probably in a program. Uh, but I don't think she necessarily needs to win this to do that. Because they're already setting her up with Rousey. You don't really need to have her win that to catch in on Rousey or what have you. You can just have her turn on Rousey in some other way. In which case, it would make sense to put it on, uh, you know, a, a, another another heel. Uh, but no, there's no. I mean, I mean heels kind of work best with the money in the bank briefcase. They don't work as great on baby faces, um, or it's been done before. But there's no one else that 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 kind of stands out to me that it would make sense for. So I'm just gonna say Natalia, even though I don't think they need to do it. All
0: right, Graham. <sighs> I mean, I guess Natalia does make sense, but uh, you know what? Again, for the sake of being bold. Fuck it. I'm going to go with Becky Lynch just because I know she's like the least likely because she would make, she deserves it the most out of everyone in the match. Lana's fucking terrible. Let's not even discuss that as a possibility. Uh, Naomi's been there, done that. I'm all set with her. Charlotte, been there, done that. Um, Sasha, God, no. I mean, I guess it sets up the whole Bailey thing. And it's cool that each woman has a separate story here. I'm not denying that. It is kind of unpredictable, but I just think that Becky would benefit the most. From becoming Miss Money in the Bank, so I'm gonna say Becky just because I really want her to win. I know she won't, and I'm being, you know, too optimistic here. And Natalia's likely gonna win because that's the most predictable path they're gonna take. But fuck it, I'll say uh, I'll say Becky Lynch.
1: I'm gonna go with Natalia because I want Natalia to win the Money in the Bank in the first match. Could obviously one of these matches are gonna go first. I think the, I think I think the women go first. Natalia wins, and she cashes in. The same night in that match against Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey. Ronda takes no L. She probably pins Nia Jax. She comes in like the same thing Seth did at WrestleMania 31. She comes in, cashes in, pins Nia Jax somehow, some way, And then, boom, she walks out the champion. And you can't really say Ronda lost or got pinned. So, I think that's a possibility. Will it happen? Probably not. But... In Chicago, if she comes out and does that, they'll go crazy. They'll go rowdy, and no pun intended, rowdy. Um, I think I think that'll be a pretty cool idea. But will they do it? Uh, probably not. I'll be shocked if that if, if that happens. Mark,
2: I, I totally lost you for a second. Oh come
1: on! Sorry.
2: You, oh my! I uh, I'm uh, PWG tickets go on sale in 45 minutes, so I'm you trying serious? to organize. Uh, it's very important. This is very important stuff. I'm sorry, Randy. Could, First, you, could you repeat the me. question? First,
0: yes. does this new place fit more people? By the way, or no
2: It does, but I still it's a crazy card, so I expect it to.
0: Oh no! It definitely will. Yeah. No. I yeah, no doubt five minutes.
2: It. We have we have a whole we have a whole system with with my friends uh, to buy tickets, so we actually can get tickets. And uh, so I would just I was being asked a question about our. Our uh, our battle strategy in 45 minutes. So Randy, <laughs> again, I apologize. This is, unbe-
1: this is unbelievable. This is this is so <laughs> unprofessional. Your Skype crashes four times before Graham got S- on.
2: Says the guy who still has not watched possibly the greatest wrestling match of all time. That's not being not being unprofessional though. That's not being a
1: unprofessional. Oh, m- m- uh, when 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 Ariel was was asking you questions,
2: did you lose him? No, but I was—you uh, know I was right next to my—you know—well, that I
0: is know. Area Hawani I mean. Yeah, Randy, I love you, but I mean, that's Ariel Hawaii. Uh,
2: and also, Sometimes. PWG tickets weren't going on sale 45 minutes after we were shooting that post-fight show <laughs> in the bowels of United Center. Randy, can we please continue?
1: <sighs> I forgot where was that. I had a whole scenario, Natalia, winning the Money in the Bank, cashing in same We're still night. talking
2: about the freaking women's match. Let's move on so we can get through this and get the Dominion. How dare, you. First,
1: all, how dare you, 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 you? first of all, you, you're not paying attention. They want to cut me off and then, then rush me.
2: Yes, the, all those things are, are absolutely true. A, I stand by a, I stand by all of them.
1: Such a heel move right now, Mark. You, you, you're getting <laughs> used to this heel persona. I like it. I like it.
2: All right. So, NXT TakeOver.
1: Uh, anyway, last match, men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Graham.
0: Miz, I feel like it would be too obvious. I'd be totally fine with Miz. I'd actually be happy if he won. I'm going to say Samoa Joe. I think Samoa Joe's going to win it because if it's not him, Strowman doesn't need it. Rude, I doubt it. Balor would be pretty cool. I don't think they would go with him, though. Verusev, no way. Uh, probably Samoa Joe. Like I said, I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier. They might set up Joe for a program with AJ coming out of Money in the Bank. So, yeah, I'm going to say Samoa Joe following in the footsteps of uh, CM Punk and Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan his former Ring of Honor stars who won the Money in the Bank briefcase.
2: All right, Mark. Yeah, I, I, I'm leaning towards Samoa Joe too. The Miz would be kind of cool, but if, if I'm, if I'm uh, I mean, I don't know. I think I think the Miz is better with the briefcase than Samoa Joe is because Samoa Joe is is this guy who can throw his weight around and he's and he's this monster who can earn. He doesn't need he doesn't need the briefcase to earn a title shot, right? The Miz is kind of more the Weasley heel. So I, you know what, I'll, I'm just gonna say just to, just to be different. Uh, I'm just gonna say the Miz. I think I think he, he wins it.
1: Um. All right, I'll go with the Miz anyway. NXT Takeover, real quick. Shayna Baszler, Nikki Cross, Mark. Shayna Baszler keeps All the All right, best. Shayna uh, Graham.
0: Yeah, definitely Baszler. I don't think she's going to drop until she faces uh, either Kyrie Sand or Candice LeRae. All right. Ricochet Velveteen Dream Graham. Going to be the match of the weekend. Of both shows that I'm going to, definitely the match I'm looking forward to the most. This is going to be fucking awesome. I think it's hard to say because I do you think ricochet it makes sense for him to win if dream wins though he needs a big win he really does and it would be Cassius Ono a couple months ago and take over but uh, you know what' I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say
1: dream I'm gonna say dream wins this yeah, one me too I, I want dream uh mark who you got
2: yeah, I, th- I think I think dream wins uh, I mean I could see going to ricochet too because dream is still young uh, he's still what is he 22 23 is crazy so is he, there's still plenty of time you know you don't gotta rush him but he's he's being featured prominently and honestly he's one of the best parts if not the best part of NXT right now and uh, he's a future star of course so yeah I, I I think I think he'll probably win to me this is this is the best storyline in WWE um, with with the possible exception of the match coming up uh, after this Uh Gargano and Champa. This is—it's been—they've been—they've done a tremendous job building this.
1: Um, NXT Tag Title Undisputed Era against Oni Larkin and Danny Burch. Uh,
0: Mark, I'll start with you.
2: I'll go uh, O'Reilly and Strong Undisputed Era. All right,
0: Graham. Yeah, definitely O'Reilly and Strong, but this is going to be another great match. Lorcan and Burch are a bunch of, you know, stepping stones, enhancement on whatever, but they can fucking go, and this match is going to be great. So I would ex- actually expect this to kick off the show, um, but I do have Undisputed there Retaining the Titles, though.
1: Alistair Black, Lars Sullivan, NXT Title, Graham.
0: I don't want to say it's a, it's a slam dunk that Black wins because I said the same thing when Drew McIntyre faced um, Almas last year in his, first, in his first televised title defense or one of his first few title, uh, televised title defenses. So, I mean, it's not a slam dunk that he's going to win here, but I do think Black is the smart choice. Sullivan is very good. I think he's gotten a lot better, and he's definitely a future top star, um, but I, I think it might be too soon. So I'm going to say Black retains the title here. Me too. Mark.
2: Yeah, Black has to go over. He, I mean, in NXT they usually keep guys with the belt for for a bit. Uh, I think both these guys will actually have a lot of success on the main roster when when uh, the time comes. But uh, I do see Black uh, winning, and maybe Lars Sullivan comes up after this. Who knows? I mean, I think he can he be a fit on the main roster right away.
1: For the record, guys, not to be funny, I have no idea who Sullivan, or- Orny Larkin, or Danny Burch is. I just I just want to point that out. So yeah.
2: Wow. wow, you didn't Excellent. see
1: TakeOver
0: in New Orleans. He was in the ladder match. Who? Lars Sullivan.
2: Sullivan. He's a gi- he's a, gi- a gigantic dude. Oh, him. Okay. Gigantic like monster. Yeah. Ah,
1: okay. But the other two guys? No, I don't know who they are.
2: That's no, okay. yeah, they're
1: never they've never okay. been on a takeover. Lars so I don't blame Sullivan. you. Okay, okay, it's coming back to me. Coming back to me. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Chicago Street Fight, Graham.
0: Champa. I think it would be weird if they had Gargano go over twice. I mean, at the end yeah. of the feud in New Orleans, that would have made sense, but I think they're going to have them go into Brooklyn and the feud there. And I was just thinking the other day that I, I forgot that Gargano's the only person today to have pinned Alistair Black. And the whole purpose of this feud, the only reason why it continued was because Ciampa prevented Gargano from getting the title shot that he wanted. So I think Gargano is going to be the one who eventually beat Black for the belt either, you know, I don't know if it's Mania next to you. That might be a little too long. Um, but at some point. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that this is not the end of the feud. I think Ciampa wins here. He needs a big win. And they do a rematch in Brooklyn coming up in a few months. I have Ciampa as well. Mark?
2: I think Ciampa has to get one of these uh, eventually. And, and it could possibly extend the storyline. But uh, per- I, mean, I think they've done a great job with this. But it, ha- I don't know if it should continue all the way until August. Uh, they they would they'll need a new wrinkle if if it does uh, go go that far, but and 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 the other question I have is when 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 does Johnny Gargano go to the main roster? Is is it is he going to win uh, eventually win the NXT title, which would be a really great moment? Or are they going to bring him up? Or are they going to bring are they going to bring Champa up at some point? Mm. Uh, so I could I could see I could also see NXT TakeOver Brooklyn being uh, Black versus Gargano. I could I could certainly see that happening too. So I'm going to say Champa. But uh, I'm I'm not I'm definitely not 100 percent on it.
1: So Graham, real quick, are you're, you're in Chicago for Money in the Bank or, or NXT as well?
0: Yeah, both. Yeah, I'll be okay. there for both days. Yep.
1: All right, cool. Well, you know, have a good time, man. Enjoy Chicago. Safe flight and everything. Hopefully, um,
0: Money in the Bank can
1: you know make you happy for buying them tickets and shit.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, again, at least I'll be there for that's that's kind of the reason why I bought for Takeover wow. too because every time I've ever gone to both shows, um, at least I could say, oh, you know, at least TakeOver was great. So I'm sure that's going to be amazing. Uh, right. the, the, obviously, Money in the Bank could go either way. But as long as there's one good match on that show, that's all I really contend with. And the Chicago crowd is always great, too. So I'm excited to be a part of that.
1: So, fellas, this is kind of where I check out because you guys have been dying to, <laughs> to talk about this uh, Dominion Show from New Japan, uh, seven star matches, uh, an hour and a half matches. Chris Jericho is 47, becoming new intercontinental champion from New Japan. Uh, don't know much who else who uh who fought. I know Mark saw all nine hours of it. I know Graham just <laughs> caught up since last week. I, I really don't know. I saw the first 10 minutes of Okada Omega. So I can't really speak on it, even though Mark told me. You, how can you host a wrestling podcast and not see one of, if not the greatest match of all time? And I said, I told Mark, listen, I've just been busy, so I will get to it. Um, but either one of you can start on this whole Dominion stuff. But um, let's talk about it because that's all I've been seeing on my timeline, and you guys telling me it's it's a goat kind of match. I should see it. Um, even the the Jericho match was good, you told me, so who wants to start to talk about this whole Dominion show?
2: I guess, well, prob- I guess I'll probably start.
0: More. Yeah, Mark uh, would no more, yeah.
2: Well, uh, Grant, Graham, you said you saw Jericho and Naito, and you saw Omega Okada, so we'll just talk about those. I mean, uh, uh, Osprey versus uh, Takahashi was was fantastic as well for the junior heavyweight title, and there was a lot of other good stuff. The Young Bucks against uh, Evil and Sonata was really good, and... Uh, Cody Hangman and Marty Skrill against Tanahashi, Liger, and Rey Mysterio. Those are that was a fun match, but the three main matches were the, were the real uh, great matches, uh, and and the top two I thought were fantastic. To me, I would say that I I may have liked Jericho and Naito more than I liked Jericho Omega, if that makes sense, because it really felt like a a knockdown drag out like fight right i mean it ha- it had that that feel what what did you think Graham? did you think uh, did you like omega or jericho better or did you like this match better
0: i remember liking the other match better jericho omega i'd have to watch it back this one felt like i know like you said i love the fact that it felt like a brawl and jericho knows what he's doing too obviously i mean just to praise jericho real quick he knows he can't go in there and have like a mat classic so going in there and wrestling the type of match that he had that he's had so far with omega now naito it was great and I think it made the match that much better. But um, I'd have to watch the Omega back for the Omega match back for some Wrestle Kingdom. But this one also—do you know how long it went, Mark? Because it felt like it was ten minutes, but there was like right. never a dull moment. Like sometimes when I'm watching these shows, because I don't watch the New Japan shows in full usually, I'll have them like on the side while I'm doing something else. Both with this match and the main event. I was like, I couldn't be doing anything else because there was always something happening. And I know you weren't here the last week when we were talking about it, but I mentioned it to Randy about WrestleMania 12 and the Iron Man match with um, Michaels and Bret Hart. And now a lot of people nowadays kind of perceive that to be like an overrated match um, just because if you watch it back, it's really not that exciting for the most part. Like they only really do some spots every five or 10 minutes. Whereas with this one, and then we're kind of, I'm going to the main event real quick, but like with that one, Again, never a dull moment. They started out hot, and obviously they had some dull moments with like, the fucking wrest holds and shit, but you have to have that in a 69-minute match. Um, but again, it felt like it was just action-packed, and there was really no complaints ahead about that match. The Jericho match, maybe a little, uh, I don't want to say underwhelming. It wasn't like perfect. Now, I thought the Omega match was perfect, so I thought I enjoyed that one a little bit more, but that was still a great match in and of itself as well.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. It was what, what's actually cool is that they were two completely different matches. Even yeah. though the Jericho Omega match was like a, a no DQ match, it felt like more of like a match like almost like an Attitude Era WWE uh, match where it was uh, it was you know like almost like a hardcore match. Whereas this felt like a like a 1980s like mid South like brought like Jericho was like the new Terry Funk. You know he's he's just out there brawling mm-hmm. with dudes. Randy N- Naito, I don't even know what it, what happened, but Naito's eye was was just like fucked up. Like in the first five minutes of this match, like it, his eye, like not, not, it wasn't. He no one bladed. Like his eye was bloodshot and like and bleed, like he was bleeding from his freaking eye after I think Jericho DDT'd him on like a table, or I mean it was it was super violent. And the way that Jericho has remade himself again, reinvented himself again. This is a guy that was in WWE, he's got his band, you know, he's cruising along, probably making a nice paycheck in WWE. Do you know working working pretty hard, uh, you know, doing their their house shows and and everything and and their TV. But he he, but you know he's making a a nice paycheck and he can kind of rest on his laurels at the age of forty seven. Instead, the guy is going to New Japan, reinventing himself, having these really hard like physical matches where he's getting his ass kicked. Uh, in New Japan, across the you know uh, across the world, and, he, and he's putting together a cruise uh, that that involves Ring of Honor and now Impact Wrestling. I mean, the guy at forty seven is is a phenomenon. I am so impressed, and I think that this run in New Japan has elevated Jericho to an even upper echelon of of. Uh, wrestlers uh, uh, ever, I really, I really think he, he's up there. I mean, his promos have been great, in New Japan, the matches have been great. I didn't think he had it in him. He, he's be, he's become you know uh, an an old brawling old uh, you know uh, middle middle aged man, and it's it's fucking awesome. Uh, to, to move on to uh, Omega Okada, uh, and I was kind I was kind of talking to Randy uh, off the air because. Before we even got on the air, Graham Randy was like, "Why the, Why the hell is this? How the hell did this match? Uh, how is this one of the best matches of all time? What about it was?" <laughs> and I was exactly. trying to explain to him that they like if you watched if you watched their other three matches, yeah, uh, you know they were they were one one and one against each other. So the story yeah. was that Okada has beaten pretty much everybody else in the company, twelve title defenses, the record, seven hundred and twenty days as the champion, and he's beaten Omega, but Omega. Is the only person he doesn't have a winning record against? He's one, one, and one. It's it's all even. So it was a great story coming in, and then during this match, they made so many little callbacks and Easter eggs um, of their previous matches. Uh, little little things, you know, similar spots, but there was there was one slight alteration, which which people who have watched all these matches can can really appreciate. It's it's almost like I mean I I I would compare it to watching almost like a Game of Thrones or like watching like the you know like a a show like Billions where there's like these little subtle things that if you're not paying attention if you're on your phone you don't you don't pick up I mean on the on the second fall as as Omega was trying to come back he 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 counters a move into a Styles clash and it's a callback to when. So when Styles was in New Japan, he beat Okada and Omega, and him were Bullet Club teammates. Um, yeah. and, and the crowd went crazy. Right, the crowd went crazy when he hit the Styles Clash. They started chanting AJ Styles in a match between Omega and Okada in Osaka, Japan. Um, the fans were so into this from from start to finish. Uh, they were they were all in for Omega. I mean, anytime one person started to ch- started to chant Okada, they got drowned out by twelve thousand other people chanting Kenny, Kenny, Kenny in Japan. I mean, he he is. Uh, you know he's he's from Canada, but they think of him very much as as one of them, which I think was uh, was really great. So so what do you, I mean, what for you, Graham? What what set this match apart uh, from? I mean, what why is this one of the best matches you've ever seen?
0: Yeah, like you said, I think it's really. Key. I mean, as a match itself alone, it's amazing. But I think to truly appreciate it as one of the greatest matches of all time, you do have to go back and watch the other ones, and it's a chore just because all the other ones went like a half hour hour. Whatever. So it does take some time. But if you have been following these matches, like you said, like the little subtleties about them, the AJ Styles thing was cool. And what I loved about it was that it wasn't like they'll do this stuff in WWE matches from time to time. But the fact, and I got to say this too, you know, we praise Okada, praise Omega as two of the greatest in the business today. The commentators... Don Callis and Kevin Kelly were fucking awesome. And after that AJ Styles spot, Kevin Kelly goes, oh, it was at Dominion here three years ago mm-hmm. that um, AJ Styles beat Okada for the championship or vice versa. I'm like, that's awesome storytelling. And it was Omega who kicked AJ out of the Bullet Club, you know, years later or the, the following year, whatever. And then you get down to the, the final stretch. And like you said… They had that one, one, and one record against, you know, with each other over the last two years. And this is a long, long, long term story they've been telling here with the one thing in their match, which, if you don't pick up on all the other little subtle stuff they've been doing over the course of the past year and a half, the one thing you need to know about their matches is that Okada had never, ever, ever kicked out of the one winged angel. And Omega hit it here for the, it was a two out of three falls match. So he hit it in the second fall and he wins with that. Then I think he hit it again and then did Okada I believe kicked out at one
2: point um he if I remember he didn't kick uh but like he, it, he got kind of caught up in the ropes it was when okay. it was when Omega which this is actually one of the most ridiculous spots Omega countered the Rainmaker with the one winged angel he kind of like pulled him back onto his shoulders then did it really quickly and yeah. he kind of ended up in the ropes I so it wasn't it, that, it wasn't like yeah. a full one winged angel
0: Okay, I thought he had done it before that again. Maybe I'm just misty. Yeah, maybe I was just uh, mixing it up with that. I do remember that spot because he was like in the ropes, but he didn't cover him. Though he didn't right, cover, he didn't him, cover him. Right.
2: Yeah. And uh, part of me wonders if if he was supposed to, but they had to kind of add a little because he was so. Because I mean, it was a crazy like it was it was a hard move for Omega to pull off. He didn't get like all the one winged angel. kind of like I mean, after wrestling for sixty five minutes, I mean, he couldn't quite he couldn't quite get all of it. It was, uh, yeah. it, was it was a it was a crazy sequence. Yeah,
0: crazy sequence. The final 20 minutes, like you said, right after going into the third fall, which is the third fall was amazing. My only complaint about it was that I wasn't watching it live because I already knew Omega won. Yeah. But I feel like while watching it live, I would have been like, Holy shit, this is amazing. Because you would think, well, watching it live, and you watched it as I it did. happened, right, Mark? Okay. So it's like, it, as a fan with me, I would have immediately assumed, okay, Okada won the first one. And uh, Omega won the second one. That's got to mean that Okada's going to win the third one after kicking out finally of the one-winged angel. Then he hits the Rainmaker and he retains. Because there was some speculation that he was going to retain. It was not a slam dunk that Omega was going to win here. No. Um, You know, he could have gone on to face whoever. So, I mean, that was the cool thing about it. He, hid the, he did hit it again. Then I'm thinking, okay, is he going to kick out again? I mean, obviously, I knew Omega was going to win, but I didn't know if it was at that point. But no, he didn't kick out. He hit it. It was a huge celebration. The reaction from Don Callis and Kelly, Kevin Kelly was great because Don Callis is a big Kenny Omega guy, obviously, fellow Canadians. So that was amazing. The stuff with the Young Bucks, if you've been following being yeah. the elite, and the stuff with Ibushi, he didn't get involved at all. He, he had the towel. That was another thing. He had the towel during right. the match. You think, oh, he's going to throw in the towel. Yeah, sold that. And then you know, are they going to protect Omega and defeat um, by having Ibushi throw on the towel? Or are they going to have him do a double count countout, which they teased at one point? There Look, was so funny, many.
2: Was what's great. funny, Graham, and I don't mean to interrupt, is that in in WWE, if you see someone with a towel and it's there, you can you can almost guarantee, <laughs> oh well, that well that's how that's how this match is happening. Yeah, exactly. in Japan they give you they give you all these little other subtle other, other subtle things that they're just they're just way more subtle. Like they they kind of they yeah. kind of tease things here and there. And uh, the way they like interwove the Omega Okada storyline into the Bullet Club storyline, because and Randy didn't watch, but you know the, the Young Bucks came. Uh, Omega and the Bucks have still been on kind of bad terms since uh, the Golden Lovers Young Bucks match in March um, in Long Beach, uh, and the bu- the Bucks came out and they had a hug. They they hugged Omega, and then Abushi hugged, and they and they formed kind of this offshoot group called the Golden Elite. Um, so it's kind of like an offshoot. It's part of the Bullet Club, but not part of the Bullet Club. So it's it's a, so this is a continuation of the Bullet Club storyline too, which I think is brilliant. And on top of that, the story the story is basically Omega couldn't beat Okada last year for the belt because he you know he was basically he was a heel then uh, uh, he was a heel. Um, last year with the Bullet Club, he was the leader of the Bullet Club. Cody was was a big part of things last year, and Cody is obviously a bad influence. So he could only be, he could only become champion with his friends by his side. Abushi is back, and that, and now the Bucks are are his friends. So that's the story, and that'll be the story now going into the Cow Palace show, uh, mm-hmm. July seventh, where it's going to be Kenny versus Cody too, uh, in, in the main event, main event, and Kenny defending the IWGB Heavyweight Title.
0: That's what I loved about this. Again, it's not just the fact they delivered a satisfying conclusion with the match. Omega wins the championship, but they didn't ruin it. Again, the way they executed the aftermath here was fucking great. So Omega wins, cuts the promo, but before it cuts the promo, and after the Young Bucks come down and Abushi's right there and they all hug it out, you see Cody on the stage, but he doesn't come all the way out. He comes out for like two seconds Things better of it, and then goes to the back. So they didn't have him ruin Omega's moment by attacking him and then setting up the match like in typical WWE style. They had him come out, but they went to the back, so he didn't take away from the moment. But at the same time, they set up the match for the Cow Palace next month. And remember, this goes back to Ring of Honor 2, because at the Supercard of Honor show a couple months ago, Cody beat Kenny Omega. So he owns a victory over the current IWGP champion. Mm-hmm which means, obviously, he won't win in July. He won't win next month. But, again, the fucking story they're telling here is amazing. Um, I don't know how this – I don't know if they'll do something again at All In. I guess we'll find out. Oh, you no, know, never mind. They're doing the Cody-Nick this match, so it's not happening there. But right. uh, it's great. Right. I mean, the, the, the long-term booking here, you could do Abushi uh, and Omega at the next uh, – at Wrestle Kingdom if you want to build to that. Where is that going to lead? Is Abushi going to turn on him at some point? Again, there's so many routes they could take with this. It's very exciting. Even for someone that's not a new band regular like me, I thought it was awesome.
2: And and the best part of it, and I always say like I, I compare like New Japan is like watching like an HBO or like a Showtime show, and like WWE is like watching like uh you know like a, maybe like a network television show where there's a, there's a lot more episodes, so they got to get through these storylines a lot quicker. It's like watching like Law and Order SVU, where it's like it's not a bad show, but they got to get through this stuff, you know. Whereas yeah. New Japan is like watching like uh it's 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 more of a long term thing where you're watching like an HBO, you're watching like Breaking Bad, or you're watching like uh. You know, billions or Game of Thrones, where there's little subtle things, and then there's bi- it builds to like a big, you know, a big culmination. And now the question is, like you said, what you know, what happens at, at the Dome next year? Omega's probably going to have the belt until the, the the Dome. You'd imagine could Ibushi win the G one and then set up a match between him and Omega? That would be crazy. But I think that they may wait on that because they're so patient. You know, they're they're never in a rush to to, to they never hot shot the these big matches. Omega and Ibushi could be together for like two more years still, and they will just build it slow, 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 and then eventually mm-hmm. one will turn. Um, and then what do you do now? What happens with Okada? Does Okada chase like the Intercontinental Title? Does maybe Okada wins the G One and they do Okada Omega again in the Dome? I don't think they will because they don't usually like to go to these matches so many times. Uh, there's just so many things they could do uh, uh, moving forward. You know, eventually. I'm sure that I'm sure there's gonna be another golden lovers versus young bucks match because the young bucks are the now the IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. So that that could also be something down the line they could do. I don't know what they're gonna do at all in. I imagine Omega will defend the IWGP title at all all in, which is which is awesome. I don't know who that'll be against. Um, the G1 the G1 starts next month already. so you know who wins that? who gets the you know the briefcase to go to the dome? Uh, yeah, I mean, they've, they've set themselves up and it's just impossible to predict. Uh, you know, you just don't know, you know, what, what the heck they're going to do. Uh, although I will say I'm not, I'm not in love with Kenny versus Cody at the cow palace. Uh, because I mean, we saw it already. I mean, it wasn't the Japan, we saw it already in ring of honor. It wasn't the greatest match, you know, in the world. I think they may be, need to add like a stipulation to that match or, or something to kind of give it a little bit more heat. Um, I'm not in love with that as as the main event of the Cow Palace, and and I think I, I would love to see Jericho because I mean the weird thing too uh, about Jericho, he won the IC title, um, and it seemed like they were setting up you know Evil, uh, who was Naito's stablemate in Lij, came out and saved Jericho, uh, so it seemed like they were setting up Jericho versus Evil, which I thought that's amazing. Jericho is you know here in New Japan, and he's going to help put over one of these like new you know young star uh, future mm-hmm. stars. Um, but now, from what Dave Meltzer's reporting, that's not going to happen anytime soon. At least, we, I mean, who knows? Jericho likes to work everybody. So, um, I would love to see Jericho at, at, uh, at Cal Palace, hopefully Rey Mysterio is at, at Cow Palace too. But right now, I'm not in love, as much as, I, as much as I love what's going on in New Japan, they kind of blew their low with Dominion leading into the G1. Um, and, and the Cow Palace show is just not the level of show that they need for like a big 10,000 seat uh, venue.
0: Yeah, it might have peaked a little too early with Dominion. But, yeah, they kind of uh, – they, they 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 did all like the biggest moments they could possibly do with the two title changes on this show, which is fine. I think they'll still – I mean, knowing New Japan, to as much as I do, I think they'll still pull through and have a great show. Of um, course. Yeah, with, with with Cody, like you said, that the timing is weird just because, again, I like the, the storytelling there because Cody did win that first match, and that was yes. when they were still having issues between the Young Bucks and Omega, and it was the Young Bucks who got involved and super kicked Omega by accident, blah, blah, blah. Um, but um, Cody's no fucking Okada. I mean, that's that's pretty obvious. I mean, the guy is great in terms of like character work. Um, I saw him at a ring about our TV, uh, the TV taping a couple weeks ago in New York City. That was when the uh, the tweet that went viral where he had said, Oh, you know, Allen's gonna be here in New York City. Then they he turned yeah. it on him he's like, Oh, you know, it's a fucking shithole. Why would we do it here? He is great as a heel, yes. In the ring, the guy he's a lot of like no pun intended smoke and mirrors. Um, if anyone can get a great match out of him, it's Okada or not, um, or Okada, but. Um, definitely Omega Omega with their next match. So I assume it's going to be a great match. Obviously not what this was. I mean, I don't... The whole Stars thing is whatever. I think it was one of the greatest matches, if not the greatest match I've ever seen. The whole Stars thing is silly to me. I mean, I respect Dave Meltzer, but it's only one person's opinion. Uh, To break his record from before with the six stars... And I thought that was a little dumb, but I do love them. I I, I am going to give it five stars out of five because the match was amazing. Um, and that's not even considering the rumors of him possibly going to WWE. I doubt that's going to happen, but obviously with all the speculation going around that the young bucks and Omega could be WWE bound or they're making a play for him for next year. Again, I don't think it's the right time. I don't think they need to go. I don't think they will go. I don't think they should go. Um, but that's always a, always a possibility too. They could pull, you know what they did with AJ and, um, Gallows and Anderson and Nakamura a few years ago, where New Japan does a lot of great long-term storytelling. But you know that something like that could happen, where they swipe up like half their big names over New Japan, and they just fucking ruin anything, any long-term plan. So thankfully, it didn't happen with Omega. You know, thankfully Omega stuck around and he was able to win the championship. Um, But you never know, anything can change between now and next year, between now and Wrestle Kingdom. So we'll see. But yeah, there's a lot of factors going on there. But bottom line, people got to check out this match, no matter how long it might be. Wink, wink. That Randy, means you have to watch Randy. This shit. yeah
2: exactly and, I, and i'll just and I'll just add one thing about Omega and wWE uh, Omega and the bucks and and the new day had their like uh, uh yeah, eSports battle that. today yeah. at e three which was very entertaining. I would recommend checking that out too the the banter between the two the two sides was was great and also today, which is ridiculous and and crazy and and unprecedented in some ways, WWE network you know they're doing this they they upload a hidden gem every I week saw that.
0: and yeah. the hidden
2: gem this week a Kenny Omega match from Deep South from 2006, and mm-hmm. they promoted Kenny Omega from, like, WWE social media. I mean, that is cra- that is weird and crazy. Um, I do think they'll make a play, and, and I think Omega is obviously uh, phenomenal. Will he go? I mean, I I have no idea. I hope he doesn't. I hope he stays, because I want New Japan to be... I want both to be strong. He, I don't want him to be, like, another, just another guy, like, he will be in WWE. Um, I think he'll stand out above a lot of people, of course, but you kind of fall into that WWE, you know, that that grind. Then you become another person uh, there. But but yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, Randy, that's uh, that that's our recommendation. You gotta you gotta you gotta watch this match.
1: I think you guys did a great job of outlining and, and describing and reviewing this event. Um, like, how do I follow up that? Like, <laughs> really? I had like three questions. I'm like. I'm not gonna ask <laughs> you
2: know there's a, like, a lot to go over man it's it's really know, it's really good I stuff I, I i hope I hope that you give that you give new Japan like the, like a fighting chance like just give it just give it a shot. Uh, you know I think we're all we're all a little bit uh, kind of spent on wWE in some respects, some things more True. than others, True. and it's a good time to you know to give it a shot i, 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 I you know I sent you the the info, the login info. Uh, and then, so the, 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 it's, it's like the, the ball, the ball is in your court. You know a lot about basketball. Well, the ball is in your court now, (laughs) right?
1: Absolutely. Um, Mark, you're in LA. So are you going to the cow palace on July 7th?
2: I'm not because there is a gigantic UFC event that weekend in Las Vegas. It's Stipe Miocic versus Daniel Cormier, champion versus champion. Uh, the UFC heavyweight titles on the line uh yeah no i can't i can't make oh, it i gotta, on, I gotta work Mar, uh, you, but i'll but i'll be i'll try to i'll try to watch you, uh, you know you can't it's, skip. it's tough i wish i was but
1: come on mark you can't skip omega and cody Rhodes in the cow palace for I, for I, 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 was, uh, <laughs> I was
2: live in new orleans for the first match uh yeah but this, but, uh, this is I, san know, fran God, now uh, i do i do have a job after all
0: well, no, Randy, I'll ask you this. Yes. I'll ask you this, Randy, real quick. Mm. Mark was in Chicago last week for UFC 225. I'll be there this weekend for TakeOver Chicago and Money in the Bank. Will you be in Chicago for All-In in a couple months? Will you continue this trend we got going on here? No. <laughs> I, I will. I'm, you sound like I'm, CM I'm Punk with the no answer. No. Well,
1: question. Better question, Will. Uh, I, I know, Grant, you'll be... Um in New York for Barclays, for SummerSlam, all that, but yeah. we'll, yep. when is Mark coming back to his hometown, home grassroots New York City? How about that? That's what the people want to know, yeah. Live
2: show? Live show in September? Possibly? Live What's two September? out of three falls. I'm coming back in September. Uh, my my good nice. friend, nice. and also a friend of Randy, uh, Joe, is, is getting married. Nice. Um, nice. I'm, a, I'm I'm a groomsman. Uh, my, my old roommate in uh, queens joe is getting married i'll be i'll be there nice uh september 16th is the wedding so i'll, I'll be in town um I but think, uh, I think I'll be. but there, i guys. i do i do have to run because again pwg tickets go on sale very soon this guy. and they're very hard to get and i need all of my cpu space to do it so all right For now i will bid you adieu Tell gentlemen
1: me, wait, wait 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 let me do a proper outro mark please this, this is how professionals <laughs> do it uh Mark dot MMAFighting.com. He's on Twitter at Mark underscore Raimondi. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at WrestleRant. Fellas, thank you, man. Thank you, Randy. All right, man. Goodbye
2: and good night. All right.
0: Thanks, Kenny Omega. I got <laughs> oh, the reference. God. Mark, uh, Randy may not have, but I got it.
2: All right.